0: Welcome back to the 30th episode of the Pin Pals Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, AKA Warrior Pins. What's going on? Thanks for joining me. Today's episode features Ursa Major Supply, a pin shop run by Victor Morris. We have a great conversation. We talk about how Victor started his pin shop, where he finds his inspiration, how he keeps motivated, the importance of running a successful Kickstarter campaign, hacking Instagram stories for better engagement, and so much more. It's a jam-packed episode, so get those notepads out, get ready to take some notes, and get ready for some good old-fashioned fun. I think you can hear the funness in this conversation. Now, before we get into that, I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Like I said, it is our 30th episode. would never have thought that I'd be here at this point with 30 episodes under my belt. Um, I think it's safe to say that I would not be here if it wasn't for you, so thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to give an even bigger thanks, if that's possible, to my Buy Me A Coffee supporters. Ooh, almost ran out of breath. Uh, y'all are not only helping me keep the podcast lights on and running, but you're helping me build and foster a community of pinmakers and creatives, and that's just awesome that is incredible never did i think that this would ever come from you know getting into the pin game so thank you thank you thank you this is so cool everyone if i could buy you shots or drink or uh, i guess i'll have to go around and buy pins to say thank you just appreciate all the support and all the kind words and just being you uh all for one and one for all (laughs) Uh, If you care to show your support for the podcast, you can do so in a number of ways. You can visit our Buy Me A Coffee page. It's like Patreon, but better. You can either tip me, aka Buy Me A Coffee, or you you can subscribe to one of our monthly tiers uh, for some more fun. You get access to our Discord server, a weekly email, and all that good stuff. The link will be in the show notes. If that's not your thing, but you still have a few seconds to spare, you can go ahead Hop on over to Apple Podcasts, rate the podcast five stars. Maybe leave a review telling me your favorite part of the show. That would be awesome. Uh, You can leave comments, you can like and you subscribe to the video and the channel via YouTube. That would be cool. We're creeping up on 80 subscribers, I believe. So if we can make it to 100 by the end of season three, that would be incredible. Um, If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you're following and sharing the podcast. All that stuff goes a long way and it only takes a few seconds and it costs you nothing but it helps me tremendously so uh if you can much appreciate it lastly if you're on the fence about getting pins made because it's either too expensive too complicated or you really don't have a clue on where to begin contact my friends over at your stuff made i am telling you it is an easy process and you won't be disappointed by the end product Go to yourstuffmade.com, and when you're filling out the quote, let them know that the Pin Pals podcast sent you. That'll get you 10% off your orders. Yes, that is 10%, and with this inflation still going crazy, and you know, with talks about us hitting a a recession, uh, 10% can go a long way. So, um... Let them know that the podcast sent you. And, uh, you know, they do more than just pins, too. If you're looking to get stickers made, if you're looking to get socks made, hats made, shirts made, whatever the case might be, your stuff made has your back. They know all about making products. And they'll do it. They know all about making products, and they do it with such pride. Oh, they're just an awesome company to work with. I actually had a bunch of pins made up by them. Definitely will be making more with them. So... So if you're in the market for some custom pins, go to YourStuffMade.com and let them know the Pin Pals podcast sent you. Now, without further ado, let's get into the 30th episode of the Pin Pals podcast. Enjoy my conversation with my Pin Pal, Ursa Major
1: Supply. And remember, it's the little things in life. Welcome to Pin Pals, Victor. How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. I'm really excited to be on... And an episode in season three because I'm a big Pin Pals fan. So thank you for having me. Hey,
0: I appreciate that. Um, yeah, season three, hopefully by the time this is out and people are listening to it, is, is rolling along, as I say. And, uh, you know, the road to a million. A million what? I don't know. Subscribers, <laughs> downloads, listens, pins. We'll figure that out. We'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for being here. I know that you're on the opposite side of the country. Almost at like the tippy top. Uh, I think Modesto's in like northern California.
1: It's in the yeah. It's considered northern California, but it's it's like more or less in the middle of California. Oh, so okay, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. close enough. I got the uh, the opposite side of the country part right.
1: I mean, <laughs> it, it's a, it, you just know it's on the other side. Yeah. From where you are, so.
0: Um, we're recording this pretty early. For me, it's like the afternoon, but for you, it's the morning. Just to kind of yep. paint the picture, paint the landscape. I'm feeling super refreshed. This is the first episode that I'm doing that is this early. Typically, I'll, I'll shoot them, film them, record them, whatever, after work. So nice. it's just like... You got, like, the days already weighing on you, and then you got to, like, do the, the pins. But it's, it's, it's been great. I, you know, keep getting motivated and inspired with all these conversations. And I have a feeling our combo is going to be no different.
1: I mean, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> I, I, th- I don't get too nervous, you know. Nah, nah
0: <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be great. You're already doing great. Um, Thanks, man. So in your own words, why don't you tell the listeners and the viewers uh, who you are, and a little bit about your pin company, Ursa Major Supply.
1: You got it, so my name is Victor and I run a brand called Ursa Major Supply, based out of Modesto, like you said, and the easiest way I could put it is, Ursa Major Supply is my outlet where I release fan art in the form of pins, patches, sometimes apparel, uh, based on things that I love, you know, movies, uh, video games, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll release some original art, and it's just a it's just been a fun ride, man. Uh, it's mostly pins as as you're probably aware. and uh, yeah, I've been doing it since 2017 so and it's been it's been going strong. Quite a while.
0: I, I would yeah. imagine things uh, things have changed quite quite drastically from 2017.
1: Oh, yeah, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, there was a lot of growth, and then all of a sudden, you know you would think that 2020 would be the year where things started to go downhill a little bit, but it was, I feel in 2021, uh, things started to slow down a little bit for my business. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because the world is opening back up. People are no longer stuck at home on Instagram all day looking at, you know, ads and stuff. Maybe they're spending money on traveling once again and, you know, going out. So 2021 was a little rough, but I'm hoping 2022 things pick back up. I have a lot of a lot of plans you know to get 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 back in the swing of things, you know,
0: yeah, that's interesting. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that uh I don't know for me, I kind of just like tuned myself out of the world, not out of the world, like I was here, I was still present, but like you know pins like in the beginning of the pandemic didn't seem like that important. It was just kind of like exactly trying to figure out if like how to survive, how to stay alive, how not to get the Rona and stuff like that. So I feel like for me, the pins kind of took like a, uh, I took a step back and and it took a while for me to kind of like feel right about trying to like push a brand and work on a brand just because it felt like more pressing things, uh, you know, were happening. And um, so I saw like actually 2021 being a little bit better for me, but I think there are other factors too. I think, you know, we we will get into it too, but I think um when a brand releases product in volume um that tends to help spur uh bigger bigger orders and more customers coming through and stuff like that so i really tried to to focus on like releasing more stuff in 2021 and i think that was able to help combat that but to get to your original point I've read a bunch of articles, you're prepping for black Friday. You're trying to keep aware of like all like the e-commerce trends and stuff like that. And they're saying, yeah, the world's opening back up. So they're not, you know, buying stuff online anymore. And it's just like, it's just crazy. Like the ups and downs, the good and bad that this pandemic has brought. But (laughs) no.
1: Yeah. It's been crazy. And I, I, I'm with you on that. In the beginning of the pandemic, it, felt weird to be like yo like i know a lot of people are not working right now but check out this star wars pin i got you know like link in the bio it's like it, it felt <laughs> felt a little wrong you know near the beginning
0: yeah it it definitely did I, th- I think it just like took a while i like i think i started getting like the gears back rolling come like the black friday um and like cyber monday like weekend and stuff like that um and i think that was actually my best year in terms of like sales and stuff like that i think 2020 was was like the year um i guess after everyone came to terms with you know what the reality was then we just saw like a huge spike in e-commerce i did marketing for for another company during that weekend and their sales and stuff like that was like through the roof they made over 100k in like sales and stuff like that just in that one weekend and that was unprecedented i never saw that before so it was just like freaking trends and i guess people got uh what's the word uh worn out yeah fatigued i don't know
1: some yeah that sounds about right it's been crazy it's been crazy uh you never know what's gonna work what doesn't work in terms of marketing and what P- what other people are feeling at the moment but you just gotta you have to try different yeah. things you know yeah
0: all right so let's let's go back to the beginning let's go back to like 2017 um, right. when you're trying to be like a pin maker and you're trying to get some stuff out do you remember what your first pin was
1: i think i do yeah so you know when i i i, I mainly had instagram because i followed a bunch of really cool artists that i really liked a lot of uh Poster artists, you know, like Mondo artists and stuff like that. Some that would make artwork for album albums and stuff like that. But I think it had to be around 2014, 2015. I started seeing a bunch of these artists releasing pins. And I was like, so this artist that I really like that normally puts out things that I can't afford because they're like $40 or plus And I don't know where to put because I don't have the space. They're releasing something that's about an inch tall that's only $10, and I get to support this artist. It's like, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy this pin. So I'm trying to remember it, it, which specific artist it was. Um, but I, one of the first ones that I remember getting was uh, one from a brand called Arcade Days or Arcade Cool. And they're no longer around, but they were definitely one of the first... Uh, pin brands that i followed and it was uh it was a pin based off the movie drive so it's like the drive jacket mm-hmm. um it was either that one or there is this uh, other pin by a brand called negamitis that was uh an et pin so like the little bicycle uh flying in front of the moon um it was one of those. And then there's this, you know, this other, i I'm not, I'm blanking on the name right now, but it was an original artist that did like poster work. And it was, uh, this like little wolf. And, uh, I, and, the, and it started from there, you know, that's where I started buying pins like around 2015. And then eventually I started buying more and more and until I, I became involved with it, you know?
0: Yeah. So tell me, uh, did you have like a, a creative background Or did you just have this idea, hey, I want to start making pins. How do I get into this and learn as you go? Did you have experience?
1: Yeah, so I've always wanted to get involved in something creative. You know, when I was younger, I think it was like I wanted to be an animator, a comic book illustrator, and then eventually I wanted to get into uh, filmmaking. But when I got to community college, uh, they got rid of their film program right before I got there. Lame. Mm -hmm. It was pretty lame, and it's the same uh, community college that George Lucas went to. So, it's so it's oh, like, come, come on. on! Yeah, it's like come on. So, I was like, well, the other thing that interests me is uh, is like illustration and graphic design. So, I, I went, so I got my associates in graphic design, and so I have a little bit of a background in you know just uh, making illustrations on Photoshop. So, I started off by making art prints. I, I got into stickers. So I did. I did a bunch of stuff before I started making pins, but I would none of it was as successful as pins, like by far. You know, I tried a bunch of different things; it was very discouraging. But when I found pins, I was like, "Okay, this is where I belong. This is where, you know, where I fit into." Yeah, that's
0: that's really cool. Do you think it had anything to do with just that it's like a, a low? it's just a low like entry cost into supporting an artist or for an artist to get started making a business.
1: Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. Like I said, I feel like a lot of other people feel the same thing when they, when they follow an artist or they want to support an artist and it's like, it's only $10 and it's like a really cool thing. I don't have to commit to putting it on a wall. It's just, I could put it on my hat. I could put it on my jacket. I have a I could put it like on a, on a pin board, and it's just, it's so uh, it's so easy, like, to what's the word? It's uh you could do a lot of things with a pin, you know, whether it's just collecting or or wearing it. And I think that was very appealing. And I think, um, I I think I I just got a little lucky, and I got in a little at a time when there wasn't a ton of pin artists. And I think I just uh I found success in a time where there wasn't too much competition. And then I think I've just been in it for long enough that that might be why I'm I'm still around, you know?
0: (laughs) Uh, That's pretty interesting. Uh, Real quick, just to, to
1: piggyback off what you said. So what keeps you going nowadays? So what keeps me going is definitely seeing what my, my pin friends are up to or my artist friends, you know, I I love seeing what some of my, my buddies come up with. Uh, It's always very motivating. Um, some of my, my friends that I, that I'm pretty close with, uh, you know, every good merch, uh, MacGuffin goods, um, whenever they put, put out something that's like a, like a really cool idea, it's like that, that's, that kind of make, motivates me to try to come up with a, a really cool idea on my, you know, on my own. Um, so yeah, just being inspired and seeing what other people are making, that definitely is a huge, um, a huge factor in, what's keeping me going, you know? Hell yeah. I like
0: that. I like that answer a lot. That's really cool. Um, All right, going back to uh, the first pin, I'm curious, um, did you have any hiccups actually, like, getting it made? Um, Talking with the manufacturer? Did you go through a middleman? Um, Just walk me through that process, from idea to having it in hand.
1: Okay. So, when I found out that... uh, when I found out that there were some websites where you could just send your artwork in and talk to them about getting your pin made, I was like, cool like let's get some made let's get like you know 20 30 of them made and they're like they're like no you can do that but they're gonna cost you like six bucks a piece or seven dollars a piece like you're gonna want to do a hundred And then at the time I was like ooh a hundred So like I could do that but three hundred dollars or however much it was at the time two or three hundred dollars that's kind of a lot for me right now, and then uh, I had a friend who would, uh he would fund some of his projects through Kickstarter, so, so he told me about Kickstarter, and, and he's like, yeah, there's just a bunch of artists on there that they like to fund their sticker projects, or their, you know, their clothing brand on there, and so he, he, uh, he put me onto that, and, um, I had run a sticker project on there that was pretty successful with a friend of mine. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do the pin thing on here because there isn't a ton of uh, Kickstarter projects on here that um, are pin related. So Hmm. then the few that were on there, they are very successful. So uh, I put up a couple of designs on there. They're uh, these Beetle designs. If you go on Kickstarter and look up um, Beetle enamel pin project and look up the one by Victor Mares, which is me, Uh, it should pop up on there, but I had a couple designs on there, and I was like, okay, for, to make a hundred of each of these, it's going to cost me roughly, you know, you know, $600, give or take, so I had a goal of $800, so I, I I threw it up there, and it was very successful, I think I made over three grand, and I, I, Made variants of all the pins and stuff like that, and it was super successful. I was like, "That's when I was like, okay, the pin, the pin thing. This is what I need to put my focus into." And I made a new Instagram. Um, that's where I made uh, the Ursa Major Supply Instagram. And by the way, if you don't know, Ursa Major is the Great Bear constellation. So that's why our, our mascot is uh, is a bear. So um, yeah, I, it, I started through through kickstarter and then from there i've just been self-funded and it was a little bit messy um there was a couple of there was a, a a middleman that i was emailing and then when i sent them my designs i was like cool like i'm ready to go like here are the designs they just never responded to me and i was like huh i reached out to them on instagram it's like hey you know i'm ready to go let's get these pins made you know you know what i'm saying still no response i was like okay um so then I found another one um, at the time that was a Pin Game Strong, and uh, they were super cool to work with. They gave me a, like, you're going to want to change this about your design because when they print it, it's not going to look the best. You, you might want to, you know, do it at this size instead. You know, they gave me a lot of advice, and uh, it, it was super cool. Um, so they got my pins made, and um, at the t- this was before I knew that uh, people just went direct to manufacturer. Mm -hmm. um this was this was just me googling like custom enamel pins and you know just whatever popped up so i went through pen game strong and they now go by alchemy merch but they were they were super cool to work with very easy um and yeah they sent me my first box of pins and it was just something special about that first box of pins you get it's like it's pretty heavy like you know you it's like there's just like three layers of plastic on it. So it just makes like the anticipation that more like <laughs> crazy when you open up the box and it's like, wow, like I yeah. made these pins, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's uh, my first pins right there. Kickstarter wow. Kickstarter funded. That's really cool.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. When you were talking about that, I, I, I went to Kickstarter, did a quick Google search at the Hot Fingers and uh, I pulled it up. and nice. This is something that's always fascinated me. I suffer from, like, the the fear of, like, anxiety or failure, whatever you want to call it. Um, So I never really took the plunge in, like, um, going for Kickstarter uh, just because I was like, I don't want to put something out, put all this effort, and then, you know, have it fall flat in my face and then, like, be seen as, like, a loser. (laughs) I've come a I know long that, way since the beginning. I know that the feeling all too well, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do. It's a, it's a very real thing. Um so whenever I see people who not only like like meet their goal but like smash it it's it just, it's so freaking fascinating. But then you look closer and it's like, oh yeah, well that makes sense because you put a lot of time into like setting all this up, getting the graphics right, making sure you got all the, all the pledge levels set up and stuff like that. Like there's a lot to, that goes into this. It, like talk to me about like the strategy that you had, um, putting all this together and, and what do you think makes a successful Kickstarter campaign for PINs?
1: Yeah, so I'll start out by saying um, I did that in 2017, and I'm not sure if any of the advice I would give about it is reflective to how it would be making a Kickstarter campaign today for enamel pins. Okay, but I'll I'll go ahead and just say like uh, so, there was a very successful campaign on there that I pretty much mimicked the the style and the strategy that they had. I believe it was enamel pins of uh, these like little geckos or you know some small reptile creature and what they did was like they threw up their design and then like they had a whole bunch of other designs like blacked out with like question marks it's like unlocking at $700 unlocking at $900 so i i, I realized oh so people go on here and they back the the uh the goal they back the highest tier that would give you all the pins but you would only get those eight pins if they all get unlocked. If that makes any sense. So they first threw up the Kickstarter with just two designs, right? And then the more successful the campaign was, the more options you would get. If, uh, so I saw them do that. And I was like, okay, so people like to see the campaign hit stretch goals. Because it, I, f- I have a feeling if people... If I had no stretch goals... Some people would go on there like, "Oh, that's cool looks like they they met their goal, so you know good for them like i'm gonna I'm gonna move on, but if they go on there and but like, oh, there's some stretch goals that are almost on un- like they're very close to becoming unlocked sure i'll 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 do the 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 tier four pledge and you know get them to that to that place and I think that's what really helped my kickstarter uh it was doing the 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 stretch goals. I think that was definitely the most important part of that Kickstarter campaign.
0: That's fascinating stretch goals. So it's like cool project. I'm going to back it, but like, what else do you have? Like, what else can you like put out? And, and like, so did you have, did you have everything designed and you knew, and you knew, for example, that the $3,000 stretch goal was going to be the black and glitter galactic beetle Or was there any kind of, like, strategy to that? Because it looks like that's the only one that has, like, glitter in it. So did they become more of, like, a premium pin or, like, different colors and metal types and stuff
1: like that? Exactly, yeah. So it was only two different Mm -hmm. designs. So I made all the variants before I made the campaign. And I I don't remember if I had them, like, hidden or if I showed them off. I, I probably did show them off, actually. Or and then um yeah it, it was like this one will be unlocked when this campaign has reached um $900 this one will be unlocked when it reaches 1200 you know and i think a lot of people were like oh i really want that glitter one so i'm going to back i'm going to pledge um the the $60 pledge and and hope that it gets unlocked when it gets to that point so yeah i, I think um uh, showing off those designs very early on, or, or saying, like, if we reach this point, everyone gets a free sticker, that really helps drive, uh, pledges on Kickstarter, at least at, at the time, you know, I'm not, I have looked, uh, recently, and there is a ton of enamel pin projects on there now, so I'm not sure how, how well this would work today, and, um, yeah, um, that just would work for me at the time. You know, I don't know what that would be like now. Um, I I have seen some artists that pretty much all, not all, but a lot of their pins were, are still funded through Kickstarter. And it's like, it makes sense to start on there. That's why it's like Kickstarter, but it's a little odd to see some um, artists that have like thousands of followers that still use Kickstarter because they take, they take a pretty big percentage of your sales too. Oh ah, so, okay. Um I would yeah, I would recommend it if you are up and coming and you have no funds, but it's not a website that I would use to fund like all of your projects, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. No, that that totally makes sense. Uh, especially like when you're two, three, four Xing like your goal, like I think you're gonna be left with a little bit of extra money to like help fund like maybe another pin or two. Yep. Um but yeah, just a quick search, and there's definitely like a lot of a lot of pin stuff, a lot of pin action on Kickstarter. Um, it just it, it boggles my mind the, the, how there's a whole community like Facebook groups like dedicated to sharing like Kickstarters. Like I, I found a couple Discord servers that are like pin related, um, separate separate from the pin pals discord which you can join by becoming a buy me a coffee member um, <laughs> <laughs> nice plug but um there's like channels i think is, is what they're called um that are dedicated to just sharing your kickstarter and like the just the amount of engagement like the amount of people just like hanging out in these servers and like supporting one another is just it's just still still mind-boggling to me because i mean we're talking about pins like it, and and it's just it, it's wild to think that there's just such an active, ongoing, growing community with pins. Um, oh
1: yeah, it's just I keep wondering like when and if there's gonna be a peak to this pin thing. But <laughs> every day I go, every day I go on Instagram and I I look on my like uh, my for you page. It's like oh this is a like a great pin. Like I've never even heard of this shop. Like I've never seen any of my friends tag them. It's like how have how have I never heard of them, and I feel like that happens a lot. You know, like every day there's like a new artist or a new shop that I've never heard of. That it's just it's just hard to get recognized. More so these days as a pin shop, I think. Would you Abs- agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, at one hundred percent, especially because a lot of people starting off don't have any kind of budget for marketing or anything like that and to try and grow organically, um, nowadays is pretty tough without like a pretty harshly consistent, like posting schedule and content creating schedule. Like, like nowadays it's just videos and reels and trying to find like ways to be entertaining without feeling like dumb and doing dances <laughs> but, you know, to grow any business, you want to be putting out, like, value, like a, a, a cross between the two. Um, so it's just tough nowadays to start on social media, unless you have, like, some extra
1: money and stuff like that for yeah.
0: ads. But, wow, Kickstarter. It's crazy. Yeah, um, there's a
1: whole world of pins on there, man.
0: Yeah. Uh Okay, so let's see. Let's see. Um it, I, where do I want to go from here? Uh, I, I'm really curious. So I was um, earlier today, was making some pancakes, just flipping through your feed, just seeing like what talking points I can come up with. Um, and I found your 3D pins to be oh, yeah. pretty awesome. So um, how did you come up with the idea to kind of get into making 3D pins?
1: Okay, so... Uh Definitely, I would say my biggest inspiration for making 3D pins was PSA Press. Um, they're a great pin brand, by the way. Um, I, nom- I nominate them to be on a episode of Pin Pals. Okay. Um, oh, I like that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, they they make they were making all these really cool 3D pins. that was a lot of it was just like um, original art, and I I was like, how did you make this Xenomorph like 3D pin like? And I, and I would talk to some of the some of the guys, like oh I, I made that in um uh, in w- whichever uh 3D modeling program. I was like, oh okay, so like I have used 3D modeling software before, but I'm not I'm not great at it, and I haven't used it since uh, since I was in school. So I was like eh, maybe maybe down the line I could hire someone to make some 3D stuff for me. But then um, there was a different uh, pin artist. I and, and I don't exactly remember who, but. I was asking them about their 3D pin. I was like, oh, all I did was just make highlights um, and gradients in Illustrator. And they they pretty much understand. You just tell them how thick you want it to be. And I was like, oh, so like you don't have to submit a 3D file? Like, no. like uh, you Not at all. Like, you just tell them what you want it to look like. And usually manufacturers will work with you there. So I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. And I don't remember what my first 3D pin was it was probably one of the uh the mario star or the the shine sprite uh because i wanted to start off with something that, lo- that was a little bit more simple before i i got too complex with it mm-hmm. um but yeah it it was literally just in adobe illustrator i just ca- i made like the shape and then i used the gradient tool to like indicate which spots would be raised higher than the others and I would and I wrote a little graph on there too um and then I sent it to the manufacturer and, and I explained to them and like we got it yeah like easy and then sure enough yeah they 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 nailed it um wow yeah
0: well my m- one of my follow-up questions was going to be do you have to know some sort of 3d modeling have some sort of experience but uh, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Nope. That sounds interesting. Um, and have you had any issues with like how they've uh, come out? Like, Have you had to go maybe back and forth on a couple samples or stuff like that? Or right from the get-go, they were able to like produce it?
1: Um, you know what? I think you just unlocked a memory here. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I tried to do a 3D pin was... I, I made this little hamburger phone pin from Juno. And I wanted the top bun to look like a perfect like half spherical shape like a hamburger bun and it would open up and it would be the phone and I think when they sent it back to me it wasn't it was slightly raised but it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be but that was a mistake on my part I I I don't think I explained exactly how spherical I wanted the top part to be but and it still uh was a great pin it still looked great but it just um I think I didn't convey my my uh my vision properly. So I think after that that's when I was doing the gradients. With that one I just sent over the file and I was like can you make the top part 3D? That's pr- I I'm I'm pretty sure that's the extent of hmm. uh what I told them. Um so yeah, after that that's when I when I learned the the gradient tool in Illustrator to send that over. Um yeah. Was that your, I forgot what your question was.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, That, that, that pretty much answers it. Um, it is just like a, a cool work away work around to yeah. like not having to know that kind of stuff. Um, that's pretty interesting. I've always wanted to try something that like <clears throat> that myself, you know, I'd probably end up ordering one of your pins, taking pictures of it and then showing to the manufacturer. I want something like this. Use you as yeah, an example I- or something.
1: I think I did that too. I think I was like, you see how this pin is, and I showed like a side profile. I was like, this is more or less what I want it to look like, and uh, yeah, they figured it out. And a friend of mine, he he just sketches in Photoshop or uh, on his iPad, and he just says, can you make this three D? And like they just figure it out somehow. You know, it just with gradients. That's really that's really the most important part.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing your banana bunch pinned.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I made I made a few... The 3D ones are, are a lot of fun, for sure. Yeah, I made that banana one, but by far the most popular one was the one ring pin from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. When I was, like, figuring out how to do 3D stuff, that one, uh, the process was a little bit different, but Adobe Illustrator has a 3D revolve tool, and then I was messing around with it one day, and then I was like, oh, like it's cool. You can make some 3D shapes. And then I, I learned, I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to use this. And then I was on YouTube watching some tutorials. I was like, how to make a 3D ring. I was like a 3D ring. And I think that's when, you know, it hit me. I was like, what if I make a 3D r- pin of the Lord of the Rings pin, you know, the one ring with the writing on it. And like, I, I it was a very simple process. I think I had to do it a couple times, but it, it was just a cylinder shaped that I just clicked 3D Revolve, and it just m- turned it into a ring within Illustrator. So it's, like, not exactly a 3D file, but it just makes it look like it. And, um, yeah, I ended up making that pin, and it was it's by far, like, the most popular pin I've, I've ever made. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: This looks awesome. The It's the thick 3D pin with, like, a high-polished, like, a gold finish, but it's also the uh the 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 the, i'm not a a lord of the rings fan it just it's very intimidating to me it's not that i have anything against it it just seems like i'd have to like really dive into it in order (laughs) to like really appreciate it um so (laughs) whatever the writing is in the middle that's glow in the dark and that came out pretty sick
1: yeah thank you yeah that was uh that was one that i had ready to go like pretty much when the pandemic started And I held off on it for a little bit. I was like, "This is I don't know how well this is going to do right now." Then I released it, and it sold out in like five minutes. Wow! And then, you know, there was comments like "Restock now, restock now," and it's like, (laughs) it's like, and I put up a poll on my story. It's like, "What if I do a pre-order?" Then every it was like a resounding yes, do pre-orders. So I was like, "Okay," like, and it was like a couple days after that. It's like pre-orders are are now open, and I had like another like two or three hundred orders come in for those. It's like. I was like wow this is this is insane um people really I guess people really like that pin, you know,
0: yeah, for sure, um and I was looking over our notes um I just hit my mic stand, okay, <laughs> okay, we're good uh I was looking over my notes and I saw that uh you're 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 really popular uh with the Lord of the Rings fandom, yep, is that like uh is that your bread and butter like every time you release like some Lord of the Rings stuff it 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 does pretty well.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um I think Lord of the Rings was one of the first pop culture things that I hit cuz at the time I was trying to do original stuff but then I was like, you know, I'm too much of a movie nerd like a mo- <laughs> like a, a a geek to like not do some pop culture stuff. So I started doing this. I was like there isn't a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff out here. Like there's a f- there was a few things on Etsy, a couple a couple of shops here and there had, you know, just uh some some basic looking Lord of the Rings stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna do some. And then sure enough it it did really great. And uh, ever since then, yeah, uh my Lord of the Rings stuff is definitely what does best in my shop, you know? Um big fan of those movies uh that came out when I was in the fourth grade and uh my teacher was reading the books to our class and stuff. So super influential to me. So Anytime I do something Lord of the Rings related, it's like, this is just awesome that there's so many people out there that appreciate the Lord of the Rings as much as I do.
0: That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is awesome. I can relate to that, except with the turtles. There's the the thing that stuck with the, with my audience. So I just kind of like, yeah. okay, I can run with this. I can work with this for sure. Um, How were you like putting up your... I'm trying to think, like, where were you um, putting out the word? Like, was it like through Instagram? Did you have like Facebook groups? Were you getting a lot of traction through like Etsy or or, or somewhere outside? Like, how? Like, I guess this is like the marketing portion. Like, how are you getting the word out there?
1: Okay, so I don't believe I did any form of marketing for the first three or four, like couple years, maybe. It was all just through Instagram. Um, anyone will tell you that Instagram was a completely different place back in like 2018, you know, 2019 before, uh, the algorithm started changing everything up. Um, yeah, it was just, I would post something and it, I would get a bunch of comments, a bunch of likes, a bunch of shares, and I would interact with people on there. Um, I, I didn't make a Twitter until like maybe last year or, and then, uh, also made a TikTok last year, and that's going okay. I don't put a lot of uh, a lot of time or energy into either of those. It, it, it's still pretty much just Instagram. Um, then I did have an Etsy that was just kind of like every once in a while I throw up one of my pins on there. But it wasn't until I uh, listened to one of your episodes, I don't remember which who your guest was. It might have been Cool Electric. Um, someone mentioned Etsy ads. I was like. I know I've seen Etsy ads before, but I've never, like, checked it out. I, I didn't know how how well that would work. And someone mentioned, like, oh, yeah, I have, uh, like, $10 a day on Etsy or something. I was like, huh. So I checked it out, and then um, and I threw up some more of my pin designs on Etsy. And ever since I, I started doing the Etsy ads, um, i probably get, like, a couple, couple orders a day on Etsy. Um, where before, I would get, like, one order on there, like, every couple weeks because it wasn't anything I ever promoted I I have all my stuff up on my uh my website that I do through Shopify but Etsy was just like a you know if people are searching for it and they find it on there that's cool but it's not really something I'm gonna put like time into but when I heard that episode I was like so maybe Etsy does have um maybe I should put some more energy into it. And yeah, I looked into the Etsy ads and, um, I think I started with like $5 a day and then near the holidays, I moved it up to like 10 or $15 a day. And then sales have been pretty solid on Etsy. You know, whenever I'm not posting on Instagram, it's a good way to get some, some sales.
0: Hell yeah. Oh man. That is awesome to
1: hear. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I pulled it up, man. How are you not a star seller? Um, I think I, it said something about, because whenever I get patch orders, I ship those in a letter, and so I don't include the tracking, and I think it said it, um, all your orders must include a tracking number for you to be a star seller, so, something like that. I don't oh, remember what it said.
0: Dude, I, I can help you with that. Um, oh, awesome. It, it was the same thing for me, except with stickers. I would just put them okay. in, in like a little envelope and just... Every time I go to the post office, buy a couple more stamps and stuff like that. So I couldn't put any tracking. Um, but there's a way for you to do that.
1: Um, let me see. Well, I, I would can- love to to hear that. Um, and I'm sure some listeners would, wouldn't mind knowing that either because I didn't really know work around that.
0: Okay. Okay. Here it is. It's a shipping profile. You got to make a shipping profile. Okay. Okay. Um, and so the shipping carrier is USPS. The mail is first class. Uh, wait a minute, no, that's my shipping profile. That's my <laughs> <laughs> that's my price and stuff like that. Oh, uh, there's a, but there is a dimension.
1: <sighs> if, this could be a cool little uh, quick video to throw up on the Instagram too later down the line if uh, you want to figure it out right now. You know. I, feel like I thought that I could really figure helpful.
0: it out right now. Yeah, it's like uh, a combination in uh, in the weight, and uh, I can go figure that I just filled out orders before before coming on the here, and I and I had it set up too. Um, but there's just basically a way for you to print a label Etsy prints out a label and you just put it on the letter and that counts as uh, alright so we'll follow it up but by the time that this airs I'm making a note we'll have the tutorial up there for anyone and it's like um, I don't know the cost of a stamp except you, you printed out the label and then that's how you're able to still become a star seller
1: cool yeah I would love to see that
0: uh, yeah we'll we'll put a <laughs> we'll put a pin in that <laughs> Uh, um, Talk to me about um, the importance of, like, pin photography. Because your stuff's been looking clean.
1: Thank you. Um, The importance of pin photography is uh, very high, in my opinion. I think if you have a solid, crisp photo of a pin that really shows off the detail, I think that just pushes people to make that purchase, you know? What I will say to never post... It just, just in my opinion, I don't think you should ever post the, the file that you sent off to the manufacturer with the Pantones and the size. I just, I think that, I don't think that looks appealing at all. Like on an Instagram feed, um, definitely either try to get a cool, a cool mockup done or just get a good photo. And all my photos are just my iPhone. You know, I just, I go in my backyard and I set up my pin somewhere and I'll, I'll take a photo, then I'll carry it into uh, Photoshop and uh, adjust the levels. And um, sometimes I'll take a picture of me holding a pin, just like that, and then I'll cut out the background in Photoshop and then blur the edges a little bit and throw up a, a background on there too. Um, I have a lot of fun with the the photo process. And I used to think that I should probably get like a really nice camera, but nowadays like Phones have such great cameras on them already, so um, I definitely do all my work with just my my iPhone, you know, and um, a little bit of Photoshop, not too much, um, just adjusting the levels, making it look a little bit more crisp, Mm -hmm. and it's ready to go for Instagram.
0: Yeah, they look good um thank you they look really good really clean bold like they stand out which is cool and that seems to kind of be like the uh the trend that i see a lot is um not just the picture of the pin but like cut out and then put with some like cool background that maybe like plays off of the pin if it's like a jurassic park pin like i don't know like the door to jurassic park behind it or something like that yeah yeah um Oh, man, we got to get you on the uh, on the Pin Pals Discord server. Teach us uh, oh, some yeah. photography yeah. lessons or something like that. I
1: would, and, I would love to get on that.
0: Because I know, excuse me, <clears throat> I know that, um, that yeah, phone, phone cameras have come a long way, but there's still so much, like, to it that I don't think people understand, like, the basic principles of photography, like having, like, the natural light, having, like... St- being able to, knowing how to change the uh, the exposure on the camera mm-hmm. um, and all those little things do play like a big part. I'm not going to say you need to know like, you know, the, the triangle, the the ISO aperture, helps, but absolutely it does help. Um, so that's pretty cool that you already had that background. But yeah, you're doing it and it looks good. Um, Thank
1: you. Yeah, like you said, natural lighting is a very important factor too whenever it's like golden hour in my backyard, it's like time to take some photos, you know?
0: Nice. Um, let's see. So you mentioned you're also on, uh, on Shopify.
1: Yeah. Um, I started right, like right off the bat with just making a Shopify account. I thought it was just, um, it's super user friendly and, um, I made, like, the the website that I have right now on there, I, it has not changed, like, too much since I first uh, made my Shopify account, you know, I'll update some graphics here and there, but it's, uh, I highly recommend the service, it's uh, so good for uh, beginners, because there's different plans, I don't remember which plan I have, I think it's, like, one of the mid-tier ones, but not only, not only that, there's a lot of apps that you could buy and, um, add into your shop, you know, like there's a really cool one on there called, um, I believe it's called Zipify. And what that one does it, whenever you add something to your cart, it'll, there'll be a pop-up, a pop-up that you could, uh, assign to whichever product and say, would you also like to add this for a couple of dollars off? And that's just one of the examples of, uh, one of the many apps you could get on there. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that you could just pay a little bit extra to add to your shop. Shopify is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, they definitely have a lot of lot of cool apps. Um, I think we had a reward system for a while, mm-hmm. and that was really cool, just people racking up like hella points. I think my... I don't think I, like, did the point system right, so you ended up getting, like, a lot more points for, like, every dollar or something like that, (laughs) because I feel like when you do stuff like that at, uh, like, a coffee shop or something like that, like, you got to get, like, $200 worth of coffee, and then they'll give you, like, a free, like, large cup or something like that. Yeah. I think for me, it was, like, for every, like, I don't know, 10 pins or something like that, you were able to get, like, a free pin or... um I forget what it was, but I think I think I stopped that because it was it was hard to kind of keep track of all
1: that stuff. Yeah, you're like enough, <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm yeah, running out th- of material. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there, and like some of it could be a little intimidating to understand. But the basic Shopify is super easy to to use. But yeah, even I like for some reason I could never wrap my head around uh, like email marketing. I've tried it a few times with, uh, MailChimp or, um, a couple different apps, but for whatever reason, like I just kept getting some issues, like too many of these emails are not real emails and they would just go to spam folders. So I kind of lost my patience a little bit with that. But if you have the patience, um, email marketing is definitely a thing you could do with Shopify. Um, all sorts of stuff. It's, yeah, it's all on there. You could do, a facebook shopping on there you could do the it's there's another app on there where you could allow customers to buy something and payments so i don't know if it would that's was it or something yeah i don't know if that's like uh great for pins because they're only ten dollars but if there's artists out there that (laughs) you know sell some some clothing or some like art toys or or stuff like that it's a little on the higher end that would be a high recommendation as well yeah and payment plan
0: they're, they're just a very innovative company too. Um, yeah. Their analytics have come a long <clears> way. <throat> I've been on the platform since I started, so to see that growth and stuff <clears> like that. But to also see my stock in Shopify go up has also been like a great indicator that uh, uh, <laughs> they're a pretty good I, platform. They're gonna be around for a bit. Yep.
1: Yeah. And they have uh, the, the live view, which I may or may not have an unhealthy obsession with. Whenever I release something <laughs> new, I I kinda I'm kind of on there being like, All right, let's see, let's see how this pin's gonna do. It's I like, like Oh that. no, there's only like three people on the website right now, like a couple of minutes before the launch, this is gonna fail, you know? Um it's 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 all it's always fun to just be on there, but sometimes it can be a little depressing when it's like, ah, oh, there's only like a couple people on the shop right now, and I just released something new. I but feel when- that. But when there's a hot item and there's like all these little dots like all over the country and in different countries lighting up and then your you see your cart the cart's being filled it's like it's a uh, it's pretty exciting. I got to get on that more often.
0: I think it would be kind of exciting to see the activity like uh during the holiday season, especially like that Black Friday weekend. See, oh like, yeah. That would be pretty wild. Yep. That would be uh we'd have to make a drinking game out of it. Anytime yeah. we get like 40 people on the site. Wah!
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shopify, you need to reach out to uh Eric here and and uh support him, give him some some sponsorship because uh I, I, I'm not the first one to endorse Shopify on here.
0: Dude, I need if that was the case, man, I would need to collect payment from Etsy, from Squarespace, yeah. from Wix, from like yep. all these. I should just start blurting out the names until they agree to sponsor the podcast. Exactly. Um Okay, pretty interesting stuff so far. Um, I do have a couple other like miscellaneous questions. Um, in terms of like a pin release schedule, like let's say there's you have an idea for a pin. Do you think about the timing of it all? Do you try and plan out like drops to be every Friday or uh, a particular Friday, and then leading up to that, like two days beforehand, you throw a video, a day before you do a picture. Do you have any any anything like that?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, so right now, you, you kind of caught me at a. I'm, I've been taking a break. I haven't released anything like all month. Um, um, I just I needed some time, you know, to decompress and plan out for twenty twenty two. But when I'm when I'm on my my normal schedule, I I try to have a release every single Friday, whether it's just a patch or it's a pin or a shirt. Um, wow! Every Friday. I, I, I try to, yeah. Um, what
0: is it with you and those West Coast people? Y'all look crazy. I think yeah, who, we're, who is we're it, crazy data crew out here every we're Friday. We're crazy out here, man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we love our Fridays out here. You know what can I say? Hell um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so what I what, what I will do is usually by Tuesday, I'll probably throw up something on the stories, like, yo, like we got something coming out this Friday, and it might be like a little teaser image or like a picture from whatever movie I'm, I'm going to be uh, releasing a pin based on. And then I'll be like, you might want to stick around for this week's release. And then Wednesday, I'll drop a pin reveal. Um, and I'm I, that Wednesday post is super vital, in my opinion. I think that's where you have to show off the pin. And then in the description, be like, releasing this Friday. That's like the first thing I, I mentions, you know, so it doesn't get people to click away and go onto the website and like, Oh, the pin's not here. Okay. Um, I guess it's sold out. You know, you, you want to lead with releasing Friday and then give some details about the pin. And then just be on that, uh, post it at a time when you're ready to engage with the people in the comments, you know, don't just post it and walk away from it. If you post it and engage with the comments, um, I think that really helps push your post to be view- uh, seen by more people. So, Wednesday, I post it at, like, around uh, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., around a time where, like, more people are, are on their phones or on Instagram. Uh, Thursday, I'll post a, a countdown on my story. Like, uh, I always do countdowns, too, either on Wednesdays or Thursdays. And then Friday, I try to do the release at at noon. Uh, I've tried, I've experimented with different release dates, um, but I think... I, I'm just very comfortable with my Fridays, you know, at 12. Interesting. 12 p.m. Pacific. Yep.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we just got the blueprint for Ursa Major Supply. You got it. You got it. (laughs) No, that's wild. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, like, I'm very transparent about my, the way I, I go about Ursa Major Supply. If anyone ever uh, messages me and like, Hey, you know, I know that you guys hate answering these kinds of questions, but, and I'm always like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm here to help. Like if you have any questions, uh, any concerns, um, any, like if you want some input, I'm, I'm always, uh, willing to respond. You know, I, I, tr- I try to be on Instagram like a lot to be able to respond to people, maybe a little too much, you know, but I think it's important to be on there and, uh, respond to people. And I, I'm more than willing to respond to people that need some help or some insight, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I think transparency is key to lots of things in life, successful relationships, uh, relationships with employers, with people, with yourself, and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Um, but also, just want to commend like a pretty sound, solid strategy. Like that's like uh, I've been I've been in marketing and doing this pin stuff for a while, um, and I love strategies. I, I've I'm like my day job. I'm a YouTube strategist. So I'm always looking at different strategies and analytics and numbers and stuff like that. And, um, that's typically you're going to see your best results if you, you strategize and you plan accordingly and stuff like that. And, and I feel like that's just such a great blueprint. Like that's what I've been trying to do with a lot of my latest releases, like pick the week that I'm going to release. And then that's when like I'll have my pictures, like, um, ready photographed and just, if I'm working with the scheduler, uh, I'll, I'll have all that stuff, like, already scheduled and automated and things like that. But I like how you're taking advantage of um, of the countdown.
1: Of, yeah. And, like, yeah. some of
0: those other tools that, that are made to, like, grab, uh, like, free engagement. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Um, it, countdowns are super important. Um, and I'll give you another little... Little tidbit here, something that really helps with engagement. Um, If you do uh, stories where you ask a question or you have a poll and you're sharing people's responses, that will do really well as far as like reaching other people. So, man, I I sound like disingenuous uh, saying this, (laughs) but sometimes like before before I have like a release or something, I'll throw up like a little poll or, or a little questionnaire. It's like What movies do you guys recommend? Like I check out this weekend, you know, stuff like that, and that gets people engaged and like like to send in responses. Um, And it's it's usually fun stuff that I want to see people people's responses to, you know. But then when that gets when I have the momentum going on my story views, that's when I'll throw up like, by the way, like this Friday, here's a countdown. Whereas if I just post that, it will get much less views than. It would if I didn't combine it with a high engaging uh, story, you know. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a there's a big tip right there. Tr- try doing more polls on your stories. Try doing more questions. Uh, it's fun to see people's responses. Like I'll try to I'll try to like make posts like who's got predictions for Book of Boba Fett? Wrong answers only, and like I just I'll just share like the funniest answers and stuff like that. And it's fun. It's fun for your followers. It's fun for you. And it, it just, it, it's an all around, uh, great thing to g- just get more, more eyes on your page, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. I, I think it's like really important. Um, it's almost like kind of have to spend a little bit more time in the stories nowadays than, than like the posts. Cause it's just, that's
1: yeah, that's what I do. I, I, I post a lot on my stories and on the Instagram feed, it'll just be like the, the pin uh, reveal and then the pin release image. Sometimes I'll throw in like an uh, an extra post here and there, but I try to keep what I post on, on my feed very, uh, I try to only post things that I feel like would, would be important or that would look cool on the feed. You know, Mm -hmm. I try to keep that a little, you know,
0: Gotta keep Definitely focus on the stories, yeah. Yeah, you got to keep the, 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 the page <coughs> active, Yeah, as they say. Um, okay, I just remembered that I threw up a, a, a story to the Pin Pals feed before recording this. So I want to see if we have any questions. Very, we don't nice. have any questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's all uh, good? All good, yeah. It's okay. They'll come. You know, I have enough I've... questions in front of me. What's up?
1: You know, I've done that before too. It's like because I've done some podcasts with people. It's like ask us some questions, and then like I realize it's like why don't we ever get like we get a couple questions, and then I realize you know whenever I get something similar, I can't ever think of a question. Like I can't think of a a um, a quirky question or like a funny question. It's like I think just like when you're put on the spot, it's like "Mm, I don't know, and then like you kind of go past the story and you forget about it. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, there, there were some funny ones that people submitted in before, um, like dream travel destination from those pins. What's your dream travel destination?
1: My dream travel destination. Um, I think it'd be pretty dope to check out Hogwarts, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, but I'm not, I'm I'm not sure if I want to get put into that hostile environment unless it's, uh, the Shire. (laughs)
0: See, I was not expecting like an answer like that. I'm thinking, like, I don't know. You said dream. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming big here. <laughs> thinking outside the box or some yeah. major. I like it. That's what we do here. Um. All right, let's start wrapping this bad boy up because we're running. Right. We're running pretty long, but there are a couple cool questions I want to ask. Cool. Um, what's been like a valuable mistake that you've learned being a pin maker?
1: available mistake um trying to think here uh this this sounds like really bad but i think i realized pretty early on that uh, my followers were not interested in my original art you know like i tried releasing a few things it's like hey this is a pin that isn't based on anything this is a shirt with just a cool design and uh my the followers that I accumulated were just not interested in that so I would I still like really want to not be like 100 percent pop culture you know like I want to be able to release some things that are they're unique and cool but I think just uh like I said the the followers that I have are are just they they won't show up for that kind of stuff so that's just um if you are going to uh, build a brand, make sure that you release things that that your audience will, will like. Um, try not to steer too far from the direction that you that you uh, are showing that your audience that you're headed in, because if you do, um, and, and sometimes that that's a risk that um, that you can get good results out of, but I realize that. I'm either going to have to like do a side project or uh, something different to uh, a different avenue to release some of my like, original stuff through. So, yeah, not knowing my audience, I guess, would be uh, a, a mistake that I've made. Interesting.
0: Yeah. But that also comes with time. It's not like you, you would have known like in the beginning because um, you're trying to build that audience and stuff like that yeah. that just you know so in a way um it, it is a mistake but it's like a lesson learned you you learn f- along the way and stuff like that by trial and error um but that's cool that you're like self-aware and, and able to like realize like okay maybe this isn't working maybe we got to pivot but um trying to bring it back home you know that's, yeah you um, need to
1: be you need to be very self-aware if you're gonna be running a brand you know that's definitely a skill that you need um what inspires you so what inspires me is definitely movies I'm a big movie nerd um I I love watching them I love talking about them and I love making fan art about movies obviously so for me it's just seeing a good movie being excited about uh you know, some of my favorite directors up up and coming movies. Um I'm inspired by shows, I'm inspired by animation. Um I'm inspired by a lot of stuff and I think it's important to have a lot of inspiration if you're an artist, you know? I mm-hmm. I, I just find it um uh, to be being a fan of a lot of different things and p- picking and choosing from like I like lo- I love the way this artist uh does colors. I love the way this artist does their line work and making it your own, you know?
0: I dig that. I dig that. Okay, here's another question. This right. is pretty fun. Um, on a day that Victor does not have, have to do any kind of pin work, what can we find Victor doing?
1: <laughs> well, I think it just, it just goes with my, my last response. It's, you could probably find me just chilling in my living room, watching a, a movie with my girlfriend, you know, and my cat just chilling, hanging out, watch, watching a weird A24 movie or a pixar movie something anything you know
0: i like that um give me give me and the audience uh a recommendation something you just saw recently that was like
1: okay um a recent movie i just watched that is now streaming on hbo max is the last duel it's a ridley scott movie it's a really cool uh movie that stars adam driver and uh and Matt Damon and there it's um it's a great movie that evokes a, an early Ridley Scott um if you're a fan of, of movies like Gladiator then you'll you'll really like it and it's a it's a bit more of a, a he's a very popular director but I feel like it's a movie that came out and not a lot of people talked about
0: that it's, just went
1: off the top of my head that I watched recently
0: okay no that's what I want give me give me something to do later really all right <laughs> um Cool. Dude. I guess um I guess I don't ask this enough, but in your own words, what do you think separates your pin shop from all the other ones?
1: Okay, so this is something that I think about quite a bit. Whenever I'm designing something, I try to give it my my flavor. It's like what would make people see this pin and be like that's an Ursa Major supply pin? And I think I nailed it down to i i feel like i have a a specific art style that whenever you see any of my my stuff you could tell it was designed by me but even something that i've started to do recently which is uh employ like uh incorporate other artists into my brand is i try to tell them like i'm still like the art director in a sense you know like i'll tell them like yo like i i love your art style but um, I would and I would love you to design this for me. But can you can you add this or can you make sure that the lines look like this? And I try to make sure that they all have this sort of like, what would you say, like a ch- like a chibi art style, kind of like condensed. It's usually like, you know, I can see that sh-
0: it's just like uh like a lot of contrast, like bold, thick, like presence. Yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that's a great description yeah so uh just make yeah making sure that it has my own my own style to it sometimes like it's hard to do that with like some of the 3d pins and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but for the most part i try to i try really hard to make sure that whenever i'm designing something it looks uniquely ursa major supply and even when i um when i get other artists to design some stuff for me I'll, i'll tell them the same thing you know yeah,
0: I always laugh at the Paddington
1: <laughs> Yep. Oh Big Paddington boy. heads over here.
0: <coughs> That's pretty funny. Um, you know, it was funny. I used to work for, uh, uh, I don't know if I should say the name. I may have said it on, on the podcast already. I used to work uh, with Viacom, and I was doing some, like, Nick Jr. YouTube stuff. <laughs> and it was around <laughs> the time that they started getting, like, Paddington content into their... Uh, into the mix And they wanted us To st- start uploading videos And whatnot, <laughs> And it was like The nice. worst performing <laughs> <laughs> Relative to like Like Paw Patrol And like a lot of those Other like bigger Established uh, Yeah, yeah where, are,
1: where, where are all the Paw Patrol pins at? You know I started making them man <laughs> And I'll let someone
0: else. We'll we'll, we'll give uh, all these tips. We'll condense everything into like a, a cheat sheet, and then we'll g- we'll give that to someone. else That's an else.
1: untapped goldmine right there. We need Paw Patrol stuff.
0: <laughs> I think someone. Does, I feel like I've seen them out there, but with like a bit of a PG thirteen twist to it. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> but yeah. I, um, back to like the branding and your style and what makes Ursa Major like Ursa Major. Um, I I, I think that's really evident, and I, I'm loving like the the. The bold, thick lines in the uh, in the blind bag series that you're doing too, like like that's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, and just yeah. like that design, it's just clean, minimalistic, um, but it works. Yeah, really minimal works.
1: minimal. Yeah, that's definitely something I try to go for. Um, I know a lot of pin makers sort of uh pivoted into making like giant sh- screen printed pins, but I'm and I'm still like making. Like my, my little guys, you know, I, I just I just love the look of the the simplistic design approach.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. But you can also like the dollar goes a lot further and you can have a lot more fun by getting different variants and stuff like that. Whereas like the bigger ones, like it's just like its own like different like uh, machine, well, it's, its own beast or yeah. whatever. But um oh I also mm-hmm. wanted to give a shout out to your um your Toy Story pins, your Toy Story 3D pins. I don't think it came up in conversation, but Buzz Lightyear's foot and Andy or um Woody's cowboy boot. Yep, yep. So Those were a lot cool. of
1: fun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I and then I just use a Sharpie to write the names on there.
0: <laughs> I think I saw yeah. one of the captions like you last chance to get Andy's autograph like yep. <laughs>
1: I might I might have to remake those again. Those were a lot of fun.
0: Those are fun, and if you oh, it looks like if you remake the uh, the Animal Crossing the leaf pin.
1: Oh um, yeah, I, I made a bunch of those. Yeah, and they're all gone now. But maybe I'll have to make some more soon.
0: We'll pick those up. But um, yeah. all right, let's let's uh let's end this thing with some fun rapid fire this or that nonsense. All right. Um, soft enamel or hard enamel pins.
1: Uh, I'm a hard enamel guy. I I like the. The shiny, f- like flat surface look that hard, hard enamel pins have.
0: What's your favorite I, I, type? Oh, yeah. sorry.
1: This is rapid fire. <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I was just gonna. I was gonna go. I was gonna go into it, but it's like that's not the time.
0: No, but, but it's like I say rapid fire, and I say this or that, and I try to allude to like quick answers, but it always ends up turning into a conversation <laughs> after every answer. So it's cool, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i was just gonna say like i do like soft enamel sometimes depending on like what the design is but
0: yeah yeah um what's your favorite type of metal to use
1: my favorite type of metal i don't you know i'm not sure if i pay too much attention to the type of metal um or I finish if, like I, get, I think black nickel yeah
0: Yep. Yeah. That one's that that's always like a nice, nice go-to, but I, like I see you doing a lot of like um like polished finish pins like oh some, yeah the some polished rose gold, gold yep. some gold mm-hmm. like, those are clean. Thank you, yeah. Um, dyed enamel pins or glow in- the- dark enamel pins
1: i like I like the look of dyed enamel pins. I have a couple of uh some I have a couple soft enamel pins coming up actually, and they they both implement the the dyed look.
0: Okay, Yeah, stay tuned for that. That'd be pretty cool. Um, What is your favorite hashtag, pin-related hashtag to use?
1: Uh, Hashtag enamel pins, I feel like is one that I always throw in there. Classic,
0: classic. Are you hashtag pin game strong or pin game proper?
1: I'm a hashtag pin game strong kind of guy. Okay. I got to keep a
0: tally. Every episode, I'm going to put like a whiteboard in the background and just check it off to see... Who's uh who's winning that battle? So far, uh, pin game confused is creeping up and is becoming <laughs> like an <answer. laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual thing. It's pretty funny. Oh, okay. There's a hashtag Might have to start for using it. that one. Um, where's your favorite place to rock a pin?
1: My favorite place to rock a pin is a denim jacket. Timeless. Yep.
0: Um, give me top three. Give me top three movies. Your top Top three three movies.
1: movies. So I'm going to have to give a shout out to E.T., which is probably one of my first favorite movies that I ever watched. Um, Pan's Labyrinth is a masterpiece. I love that movie. Um, I'll do a fun one, School of Rock. I love School Uh, of Rock. Hey, nice. Okay, that's a fun top three. All right, I like
0: that for spur of the moment. I dig that. That'd be a good movie night. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite pizza topping?
1: I like a classic cheese pizza, man. Just a ch- classic cheese slice, you know. Okay, Can't okay. Can't go wrong with that.
0: Um, being from the West Coast, what's your go-to burger spot?
1: My go-to burger spot. Should I be? Should I j- just be basic? I'll say. I'll say it. I'll say In and Out. Why not? Oh, oh. <laughs> There's I one w- that's pretty nearby where I live, so we go there pretty often.
0: Yeah, I would. Uh I would do that too. the The one time I was in California with my family, we were staying in San Francisco. I we were by the Fisherman's Wharf, I think it was. There was like a little In and Out window. It was just like, oh, oh, nice. Come on, it's like right <laughs> there by the hotel. Like we're going there every day. Come on.
1: <laughs> and I, I and I, I'm not an In and Out elitist, you know. I'm not like out here like, yo, like Shake Shack sucks, like all these other like. No, it's In and Out or nothing. It's like I like In and Out. It's it's near where I live. It's it's cool, you know. Yeah. It's pretty cheap, too, so I like it quite a bit.
0: I like burgers in general. Yeah, Out yeah. here on the East Coast, I love Shake Shack. Their shroom burgers are awesome, but you can't compare a shroom burger to, like, something from In-N-Out.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I uh, got to ask this. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle?
1: Uh, I got to go with Michelangelo, the party dude, you know?
0: Yeah, okay. Which is I- funny
1: because I- I'm kind of, like, more of a chill, laid-back kind of guy, and I don't like being around loud environments, but... As a kid, I, I always really liked Michelangelo.
0: Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, and I gotta ask for anyone watching this episode on YouTube, um, you can clearly see Victor's got a guitar amp, some guitars, and some pedals in the background. Um, what kind of music do you play? Uh,
1: I play, I play like some like punk stuff, some jazzy kind of stuff, just whatever I'm in the mood for. I play. I don't know if I have a, jo- a genre that I play a lot, but I just I love playing guitar. You know,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Wh- who uh, guitarists that you look up to? Anyone?
1: Guitarists that I look up to. Um, or uh, any bands I, uh, do you
0: find influence yeah, from? Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I I really like uh, Turnstile. I like Mac DeMarco. I like uh, I like all sorts of stuff, man putting me on the spot with a music one. I wasn't expecting any music questions. You got me there. <laughs> it's um, tough
0: because there's so much and things with, yeah. like, the Spotify Discover playlist or the Radar release, like, there's, there's so much music always coming at you. So uh, maybe, maybe I'll prepare other folks with that question <laughs> in the future.
1: <laughs> yeah. I listen to all sorts of stuff, man. I don't know.
0: Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I would love to have, like, a pin band, pin jam.
1: That sounds fun.
0: Something like a that. Pin jam. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Pin festival yeah. and uh just pin makers play like while selling pins. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Right? And, and you yeah. know, you know how the, uh, certain bands have celebration shows and like balloons will come down, like pins, oh, yeah. like pins, like in little like uh vending capsules like pop out from the ground. Ah! You need a
1: pin pals theme song.
0: I need a legit theme song. Yeah, what I use like. Like a, an original an original thing, I think what I use right now was pulled from some from stock some stock library. I don't know if it was like the YouTube audio library or what I've been trying to like transpose it to the guitar um but it's a I cool think, little
1: it's a cool little jam, I like it, it. It's, it's a, cool, a little saxophone, I, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how to like loop it i just picked up a looper uh last year and i've just been non-stop like you know who mark rubier is loop yeah Daddy?
1: I, I love him a lot too
0: dude i saw him in washington dc nice In september nice. that was a great time but I, I picked up the same looper he had i had an old version of the one that he was using but i picked up the same exact one so now i'm just like trying to loop like all of my favorite songs so i'm working on the pin pals one yeah, but, him um, and
1: Reggie Watts are, are loop masters, man. Loop Yeah, you got to get some, that would, something like that would be pretty cool for uh, little Pin Pal's original. You know, if Mark theme. was
0: on Cameo and he did like loops via Cameo, I would easily find room in the budget for that. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, um, be, that'd be really fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, last question. I love ending the podcast on this wholesome question. Uh, Victor,
1: what are the little things in life for you? the little things in life, huh? Man, I'll I'll give you a couple. Um, one of my favorite things ever is waking up over here on the beautiful West Coast. And, uh, it's a rainy day. It's like, it's going to be a good day in the office because I have these windows right here and I can see my backyard. And there's like, there's nothing that's more chilled than just sitting, working in the office with the rain right, right outside your window. That and, uh, Watching movies, man Watching movies with my girlfriend In the living room Movie theater It's those little things in life That, you know That I really appreciate
0: Dude, Victor You're a vibe You are a vibe That is pretty cool <laughs> Thanks, man <laughs> I think uh, You know, I work remotely um, for, my, for my day job So I could easily, like You know I'll come over Because it seems like a pretty cool vibe You
1: know Yeah, so- man Come on over to the URSA URSA major office here Play some guitar You can see my uh my my toys I have back there we'll, have, yeah. we'll have some fun
0: yeah it'd be a good time um, <laughs> <laughs> Victor this is the you made it to the end of pin pals um just want to thank you for your time and your expertise and being very transparent with everything um I feel like I learned a lot and I feel like anyone listening or watching uh could probably say the same as well um so thank you so much. Um, I want to give you the floor. If you have any shout outs, let people know kind of what you have coming up and uh, where they can find
1: you. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I love listening to this podcast and it's such a great listen for people that want some advice or get some, some tips. And I feel like I've learned a lot already from your podcast, so I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thanks again. Um, you can find me at ursa major supply on everything on instagram twitter tiktok um uh i'm not sure when this is coming out but i'm still going to be taking a little bit of a break before i come back um i think i might come back with releases near the end of january or february and i may or may not have a ninja turtles pin coming out pretty soon um You'll just have to wait and see what that is going to be, but that's coming soon. And if you want if you want to talk movies, I'm also on Letterboxd, which is a, it's a fun app where it's like a social media app for movies. You know, you, you go on there and uh, rate movies, uh, make lists. And I'm on there at Vicky Marmar, if you want to find me on there and see what some of my recommendations are. Uh, I'm also on a movie podcast. We release like one episode every few months. It's not super active, but uh that's at take me to your theater. If you want to hear us talk some movies, give some recommendations and um I think that's about it. And I do have a coupon code for your listeners. Hit me with it. Um so for anyone listening if they want to go head on over to com, they could go ahead and use code pinpals at checkout for 25% off their order. So there's that that's a sweet
0: discount. That's a quarter off your yep. entire order. How about that? Um, and I will say it is very well worth it to, uh, to at least just visit the website and just, like, look at all of Victor's pins. Very cool stuff. I'm sure you're going to find something there that you like. And if you don't, think of someone and then pick up some pins as a gift because pins as gifts are, like, the coolest like little thing like let's say there's someone in your life um who's really into lord of the rings but maybe you're not bam you got the gift damn you're done you, you don't have to worry about it out of the way you're supporting an independent artist so um <laughs> support when you can pretty much is what i'm saying <laughs> but awesome. uh, cool Uh, Oh, yeah. And lettered box. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to check that out. That seems pretty cool. And your podcast. I got a long drive coming up, so (laughs) I'll check that out, too. But uh, Victor, again, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Um, I'm sure we'll connect some more via the DMs. And uh, who knows? You know, I don't know where this this podcast is going to go, but we'd love to have you back on to talk some more pins, follow us some strategies and, you know, maybe get that uh, pin photography course up and running.
1: Yeah, I would love to come back. So, yeah, I'm available anytime, man.
0: All right. Well, sounds good. Again, thank you so much for your time, and um, take it easy.
1: You too.